0: Welcome to the NECF podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. Where our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. Christ didn't die for things
1: that are perishable. He didn't die for car, money. He didn't die for all those things. Natural. What Christ died for cannot be
0: obtained anywhere. Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises.
1: 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, and I'll read verse 2, just put your eyes there in verse 2, thank you Jesus. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. That is the sacrifice for our sins. Other versions use atonement. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Also for the whole world, He is our sacrifice. Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. Luke 24. Just follow me gradually. Look at first verse 25. O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophet has spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophet, he expounded to them in All the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Verse 44. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, the prophets. And the Psalms concerning me and all the Psalms concerning me. So, all the scriptures is concerning Christ and revealing Christ. Matthew 1 verse 21. Matthew 1 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from sin. So Jesus came to save his people from sin. That is why he came. And so the entire scripture we can say is subject is salvation because he said all the scriptures spoke concerning him, and that's last time in which we I actually spoke uh taking our reading from second Timothy we talked about the rightly dividing the word of truth and Timothy second Timothy three verse Second Timothy 3, verse 15. And that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures. Of course, it's the same scriptures Jesus is talking about in Luke 24. Which are able to make you wise for salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I'll be talking today on God in our day-to-day life or God in our daily life. Please follow me. God in our day-to-day life or you can say God in our daily life. Now, from all where we read and we have been teaching in this church abundantly, that we have taught over and over that Christ's coming was not for mundane things. That the death and the resurrection, or the death or the suffering, the death and resurrection of Christ, were not for things that are perishable. All the scripture we have read points to that. And we say again and again that the entire scripture is revealing Christ. Christ himself, to speak about himself, to tell about himself, to teach the disciples about himself. He referred back to scriptures and in all the scriptures. And that's what we've been teaching. That's just what I'm trying to communicate. That's what makes Christianity unique. You can't get it anywhere. No no person can get it outside Christ. You can't get salvation outside Christ. This is the truth of scripture. Now, the question is that. This is the issue. Now, I've been praying what actually to talk about. Something that will just take me just maybe one probably around one hour because I, I'm not ready for any series. <laughs> Amen. And then my heart gets to this, and I believe that we really need to touch that, especially uh, that we have been treating this. It's very key. You understand at the end of it why that is necessary. Now, the question is that since we have all talked about, you understand, Christ died, of course, just for sins and not actually for anything we doing. Most of us are here for academics. That's not what Christ died for. <laughs> are we together? Now the question we need to ask from, and truly from all this scripture, and that's what we've been teaching. But there's a danger again which I sense. That's why this teaching is coming. You understand? That we need to talk about it. That's why I say God in our day-to-day life. Amen? Now does that mean, does that mean, that's a question. Does that mean, from all the premise I've mentioned, does that mean that God is not interested in our natural life? That's the question. Since he didn't die for it, he didn't come for it. You understand? That's not the reason why Christ died. That's not even the essence of Bible. That's not the essence why you are in church. I've said it over and over. You're not here so that you get, you know, you'll be a dumb person. If actually you want to become a good scientist as you are, and then where you're coming is the church, you are really dumb. Or you want, to be, you want to be good and entrepreneur, and what you are thinking is to the church, you will learn it. You are really dumb. You don't know how to think. This is common sense. Are we together? This is just common sense. You don't need any prophetic exegesis or any... Decision. You understand? But the question we're asking is that, Since Christ didn't die for all these things, does that mean that he's not interested in our natural life? Does that mean he's not interested in our business, in our career, in our studies? We're all students. Well, most of us are (laughs) students. Amen. We're all, most of us are students. Is it true that there are many things Unbelievers can get in this world without God? Yes, it is true. There are many things unbelievers can get naturally, and they will get it honestly, legitimately. You understand? Without God. But the question again here is that does that mean a believer? should live his life like an unbeliever when it comes to even natural things like studies? You understand? Does that mean that just because somebody can read and succeed without God, does that mean you, a believer, should also don't care when it comes to issue of your studies or career or anything you are doing that is natural? You don't care about God. God doesn't bother about that. Is that what scripture teaches Two people should help me. I have to prepare this one so that I can make some certain things clear. Just two people. Maybe ushers, can you help me? No, don't worry. That's why they are here. Amen? Where is the next usher? These ushers now. Okay, just just stand by. Just stand here. Yes. Can, can you read what, what is here? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, come here, come here, come here. Shift, shift here. Yes. <laughs> Please don't punish them. Now, did you see? Let's start with the A. Now, look at what A says. He said, Our works cannot save us, only what Christ has done can save us. Then B says, Only what Christ has done counts. What we do does not matter. Now, which one is correct or both are correct? A is correct, right? Are you sure? Who has a different opinion? It's as if choir are choosing A. You got some of you. Okay. Anybody with contrary opinion, it feels that all of them are? Huh? Yeah, yes. Is there anybody? Yes, I want to. I don't understand context. What is context here? <laughs> okay, let me read it again. Please, let me read it again. A. He says, Our works... Cannot save us. Only what Christ has done can save us. <laughs> B says, Only what Christ has done counts. What we do does not matter. Okay, wait. If you feel it's the same thing, but only set in another way, raise your hand. Okay, good. If you feel that they are not the same thing, right? And, okay, for now I can see that A. And only A is the truth. Raise your hand. Okay. Very good. That's why we need this teaching. Thank you. I'll call you again. Right? Just sit down. <laughs> now at the end of the teaching, we will answer that. Amen. Now listen. Now, when you glance through this mess, I mean this these two things just at a glance, pay attention. Pay attention. When you glance through it, they look the same. It's being only said in another way. But that's not true. One is a lie. Only one is truth. Thank God Pastor Chidi told us, I mean taught us about the truth. You understand? Now, when you go through the A, if you read very well, It talks about salvation. When it comes to the subject of salvation, what we do does not matter. But not nowhere in scripture has it ever said that what we do doesn't matter. It's only in the subject of salvation that it does not matter. The scripture the brother is reading for us, the when you are equipped unto good works, what is that? Is it works? Does it matter? So why are you saying it does not matter? Which scripture are you reading? You are saved by grace, not by works. Correct. But what you do matters. This is where it comes to now the issue of how we're going to look at this. Now, quick lesson here. When it comes to Bible truths, be careful of punchlines. Did you hear what I said? When it comes to Bible truths, Be careful of punchlines. You know, I know we're in this age of media, new media, right? Whereby you want to condense Pastor Fred's series in one statement. (laughs) Right? No. We are not raising those kind of people. That's why I said... If this generation's attention span is short, we will expand it. Are we together? So, that's a quick lesson we can learn now. Let's continue. Now, back to our question. Back to our question that we asked earlier on. Since we said the scripture is about Christ, the subject is salvation. You understand? Completely. Christ died for sins, not for mundentes, not for car, not for whatever. You understand that is perishable. Again, does that mean God is not interested in our natural life, like like our studies now? You see, people who hold to that—that's why I bring—I was able to bring that illustration. You understand? Some people claim that because there are many things unbelievers can get or can do without God. So the believer trying to do them to involve God, that that believer doesn't know God or doesn't understand scripture. And that slippery ground is mostly with people who are giving to the world so much. And understanding, just like we have already described, understanding that the scripture, actually, the entire scripture is truly salvation. You understand? That scripture where my sister read for us, let's go back to that scripture. Are we together? What's that scripture? Philippians, right? Our sister, Glory. Philippians chapter 4. First, I want us to look at verse 6. Now, he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to who? to God. Now, I want you to know that word, in everything. Now, here he's saying that do not be anxious. Do not be under anxiety. You understand? When he say, in everything, in short, <laughs> there is what? There is prayer. Now, that everything, is it only on spiritual matters? Remember that, thing, that scripture in, in Thessalonians, you understand? That said, This is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. That we do what? Eh? Give, ah, right? Give thanks. How? In all things. He's talking about not only when things are good, when things are bad. Remember, he's not saying give thanks for. If you give thanks, there are things that are not that are not didn't come from God, it come from your government. Some of the suffering are suffering here is from your government, it's not from God. (laughs) So, but he says, even in the things that are uncomfortable that were brought by men that were as a result of either fraudulent activity or dubiousness or carelessness or whatever. He says. still thank God in that situation. So in the same manner, he said also, do not be anxious. But do what? Pray also. By prayer and supplication. He said, in everything. He didn't say that you... You you get what I'm trying to say? That's one. Now, let's move up a bit. To verse 13. Verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The first question we want to ask is that, what is that all things? Right? Go back a little bit, verse 12. Clarify that. He said, I know how to abase and I know how to abound everywhere, and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to ab- abound and to suffer needs. I can do all things in fact, other scripture says, I can do everything in the through Christ. Who strengthens me? Question. Is Paul talking about spiritual thing here? Where Christ can strengthen him? I'm asking you now. So, these are natural things. He said, I have learned how to be, to stay calm. No shaking in need. And also, because you know there are some of us, under pressure we can survive. But once there is some abundance, some heavy alert entered, we don't, we don't see you. Suddenly, you, your equilibrium has been distorted. But Paul says, I can do all these things. I, am, I can be able to survive in all these conditions. There are natural, physical conditions that happen day to day we say Christ is the one who is helping me do that. He's the one who is strengthening me. Are we together? Yes. So what this place is suggesting to us that God wants to be in our day-to-day affairs. And in everything we do in our natural life and in everything is involved. Quickly, can you come with me? First, Second Thessalonian. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Second Thessalonian. Chapter 3, verse 2. First, let me say, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. If you stop there, you say, ah, this is spiritual. Our prayer must be only for the word. The word to move. The word to move. Yes, correct. Correct. Verse 2. Right? It says, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For not all men will do what? Now, do you know that if Paul wanted, there is no need for prayer. He can't he can just hire some heavy men. You understand? Of course, people like Elon Musk and the rest, are they not safe? Why are they safe? Their money is protecting them. Did you understand what I'm saying? That is to say that, yes, physical protection, money can give you. Did you understand what I'm saying? You can be protected from wicked men. Did you understand what I'm saying? You can be protected from wicked men. <laughs> you know, these days, you can hire almost anything. There are witches and wizards, even you can hire them to protect you. Did you, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh God. Hey, <laughs> see, this world is more than what you are seeing. You understand? So, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that, yes, the fact that an unbeliever can legitimately even get to be protected. You understand? Doesn't mean when a believer involves God into such natural things, Lord, I need your protection. That means he didn't understand the word. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I'm coming. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Of course, when you read also in Romans, the same thing, Paul prayed this type of prayer. You understand? In Romans chapter 15. He was praying. He said, Brethren, pray for me. Oh, there are men in Judea, they are troublesome. Oh, I don't want them. (laughs) Glory to God. Now look at one scenario. Second Kings. Let me go to Second Kings. Second Kings. Ah. I'm trusting God to adjust some perception. That, you know, our trust and dependence in God is in all things. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be slaves. So Elijah said to, the, to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go. Borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Empty vessels. He said, do not gather just a few. Verse 4. When you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. And then, then pour it into all those vessels. And set aside the full ones. So she went from him. And shut the door behind her. And her sons. Who brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass. When the vessels were full. That she said to her son. Bring me another vessel. And he said to her. There is not. Another vessel. So the oil ceased. Verse 7. Then she came. And told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. This is a woman. I pray that as you build a family, you will not leave this type of trouble. You're not saying amen. amen. A good man lived inheritance. Don't leave debt. Don't leave debt. The woman was in trouble. And she went to the man of God. Now, we had many people when they were in debt, where they go, they went and walked in Sanai. Hmm? Are we together? They walk in Sanai and they came back and do what? And paid the debt. Natural things. This is what unbelievers can do. But the woman of God went to the man of God. Are we together? So, what am I trying to communicate? I'm trying to say that you are not an unbeliever. Did you hear what I said? Say I'm not an unbeliever. Good. I'm not an unbeliever. So to say that just because I want to write exam, then I start praying, Lord help me. That I don't understand. I'm supposed to go and read alone. That means it's you that do not understand. It is you that have a problem. And I will diagnose the problem for you. Thinking you don't need God in some areas of your life is pride. Thinking that you do not need God in some areas of your life is pride. It's a manifestation of pride. This is why prayerlessness is a diagnosis that you are proud. That you feel you can do it on your own. Now, not just only for that. Let me imagine now, I have a leader, Pastor Fred. Imagine now, I plan now, With my family to move to UK, and I don't tell the pastors. I didn't tell Pastor Fred. And then I'm moving. My flight is already booked tomorrow. I'm leaving. Then after service, I say, "One of God, the Lord has opened a door." Hallelujah! We are moving where the Holy Spirit is. (laughs) You know, you know, so many, so many people think that Holy Spirit is in Canada or is. You are joking. Yes, sir. Easier in me. Hallelujah. Anywhere I go, he goes. Anywhere he goes, I go. Hallelujah. Now, listen. One, because I did not communicate. Now, listen. Of course, it's clear that he's not the lead pastor that is paying for my rent. He's not the lead pastor that is paying for my food at, the ho- at home, you understand. But because I didn't communicate to him, it is my responsibility when I'm moving anywhere to take care of all those things, right? It is not his responsibility. But because he is my leader, I need to communicate with him. I need to communicate with the pastors. You understand? Years, not even months. You understand? Is you supposed to know what I'm doing? You understand? Except I'm in a secret cult. But if I am a believer, I'm a part of the member of this church, my leader is supposed to know What is happening around me? If I refuse to tell him, one, I dishonor him. It is my responsibility to feed my family, to move anywhere, to take decisions. But one, I dishonor him. So first, as I said, not just only that he's prideful, I mean I disregarded him. One is pride. I've already said that. To think that you don't need God in some areas of your life is pride. Secondly, to think that you didn't need God in some area of your life is in itself dishonor. Because if you recognize him as your leader, he's the first person to know every move. Whether it's natural or spiritual. So it's dishonor, the height of dishonor and disobedience for you to do anything without first and foremost talking to he that lives in you. It means you don't recognize him. There's no scripture anywhere that teaches that the believer should trust or rely less on God in some areas of his life. No any scripture that teaches that the believer should rely less or should trust God less in some area of his life. No. No. It's not only when you want to go and preach the gospel, then that's when you know that you have, to, you have to fast. That's when you know you have to listen to God. For some of us, it's not even this thing. We even choose, even the natural things. You go and buy anything, anyhow.
2: You, you, you don't care. You spend anyhow without matter, But it's only when it comes to marriage that's when you know that you need God. Lord, she's
1: coming. No, she's not coming. So, every area of your life, you need God. I love this song that Domoy sang. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your understanding in all your ways acknowledging and he shall direct, and he shall direct your path. Proverb, proverb. That's where he picked that. Proverb chapter three, verse five. Proverb chapter three, verse five. <laughs> oh God. Proverb chapter five. Did you see that? Yes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6. How many ways? How many ways? Only spiritual. In all your ways. That acknowledge is talking about Asking him for direction. Seek his guidance. You understand? Seek his guidance. So doing your part of responsibility does not mean you lack faith. So when we are saying three-pointer, three-pointer, retard, retard, be diligent, be diligent, we are not saying that you don't need God, you don't need God. We don't need-. That's not what we are saying. That's not what we are saying. You understand? That's not what we're saying. We're not saying, you don't need God. Don't trust in God. Don't trust in God. Trust in your strength. Trust in your strength. No, that's not what we're saying. At all. It is your responsibility. You understand? And also, faith in God does not mean your irresponsibility. You know, this is the thing some people have seen. Some people, because we say faith, so they think they are irresponsible. They say, God has done it. Kalayada. He has done everything we just enjoy. Okay. That's the other side. That's the other side. (laughs) So, the fact that an unbeliever appears to accomplish things without God does not mean you should do the same. As I told you, What is the definition of an unbeliever? I'll give a a new definition today. An unbeliever, you understand, is one who is ungrateful. Why do I say it's un? Okay, let me show you. Matthew. Let me show you. You are thinking I'm just this. Matthew. Look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Verse 43. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I said to you, love your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully used you and persecute you. Verse 45. Look at where I'm going. He said, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sent rain on the just and the unjust. But you see, the unjust, although God is happy, Listen, let me tell you one thing. The fact that it's not a full truth. For somebody, when I hear the words, they say, I'm a self-made millionaire. Do you understand that statement? I'm a self-made millionaire. Even on human terms, it's a lie. Not to talk of issue of, on God's side. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, for those who are very smart and understand business, they know that everything is not within your control. you understand? Well, if you follow the smartest business people entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, they will tell you that factor. you understand? That that factor is controlled by what they don't understand. That's why they do things, plenty things. If they hit one, it will work. Because that means what they are doing can hit with the timing. I have said it. If Mark was born in 1938, when there was no internet, will he have become this today? That means there are things that he could not control. He, He was just given birth to at the time when there is the advent of internet. Did you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't control that. But you see, an unbeliever does not see all those factors and doesn't give God glory. He breathes, he wakes up, he thinks that. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. He thinks that everything is controlled by him, so he's ungrateful. He doesn't acknowledge that it's an unseen hand that is still keeping him. So don't be an unbeliever and think that everything is within my power. You are a liar. That means you are not a believer. That's why I said you must acknowledge God in everything you do. Because even in the natural, God is involved. So don't be an ungrateful person. You understand? Acknowledging God means you acknowledge that. You have a responsibility. But there are, he has been faithful. That's why you are here. Are we together? I want you to say this. I'm not an unbeliever. Please say it with the whole of your mind. You understand? I'm not an unbeliever. I am a believer.
2: Therefore, I am grateful to God. For all he has done, he is doing and he will do. I am not blind. I am not blind. God is involved. I know God is involved in my life. I know God is involved in everything I do. In everything, I pray. In everything, I pray. Natural or spiritual. Natural or spiritual. I am not an orphan. I have a father. I talk with him every time. Concerning everything. My father guides me. My father is my guide. He lives in me. I have guidance. I have direction. I have guidance. I have direction. I am not looking for one. He lives in me. I have helped. I am not helpless. Glory to God. That is a believer
1: are not a non-believer. So stop making those kind of statements. I hear this. I know that it's out of ignorance. Nations that are not praying, they are succeeding. What is the meaning of that?
2: Are you not a non-believer? How can they are ingrates? That's what I'm saying. You want to be ungrateful? What do you know about
1: development? You think every development we have in the world is controlled only by man? You are joking. It's an ignoramus ideology. Don't behave like an unbeliever. You are a believer. Be grateful of what God is doing. You understand? Be grateful. Be grateful. Top trivializing things. Be grateful. Yes. Where you are, you have not planned. You, 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 many of your plans have not succeeded. But you fail to acknowledge where you are, you didn't plan it. Why are you concerned about the one that didn't work? And you fail to understand even the one that works now, you didn't do it. You are busy. Raising your shoulders as if you plan it. As if you're a Nigerian politician. <laughs> you know, I pray for my nation. It's not because I'm not saying it's sarcastically. Especially most of our politicians in the north. When things are working, they say it is our meticulous strategic planning. When things are not working, they say it is the act of God. Yeah, that's one part. First and foremost, they say it's an act of God. understand? They say again, the previous government played a part. They squandered the money. You know, I'm concluding. Now, let me just say some few things. You know, many years ago, which I have said, when I look at my life today, I know it can only be God. I I make boast that everything I know, everything I do today is through the church. I learned how to speak. Many years ago, I cannot stand before people. You understand? My legs would be shaking. Even just to back up, I was in choir, to just back. My legs would be shaking. You understand? Because of my inability, it took me almost two years for me to be future as to back. <laughs> just to back. But God has shown us mercy. You understand? You know, I, I told this time to time. Just to reflect what God has done. Are we together? I remember just a shop. My mother would give me something to go and buy. I mean, to buy something in the shop. Before I reached the shop, I forgot it the level in which I forget things is pathological.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you. That's how I, you understand? <laughs> you understand? Then they
1: nicknamed me in a house called Mantau, that is forgetfulness. Not to tell you the pathological state some of us are aware. I mean, it was, it was God. You know when we when I entered the uh, uh, secondary school, you understand all that. I wrote my first work in 2002. I got only two credits. My senior secondary school certificate in Hausa and in uh, what's the other one? I forgot. But I know I got one in Hausa. In the sun, attempted the second one. The same problem. Third one. The same problem. Forty-one, one, the same problem. Fifty-one, one, the same problem <laughs> Until the sixth one. So I wrote secondary school certificate. I mean secondary school examination six times. Six times. <laughs> and it comes to jam. I wrote the first one, second one. Third one, fourth one. The teen say, Kai, I think we should go for there's something we call IGMB, Entry Joint Matriculation Board Program. They do it for two years so that they will train you to enter university. I did it. I want to appreciate my parents. Because it takes parents who really sometimes it gets me emotional. There is no teacher than your lifestyle to your children there's no greatest teacher than your lifestyle to your children. Imagine your parents who gave up on no one occasion did my parents Shouted that you will not pay. Not one. (laughs) After some time, I get to the university. And then I became the first person who graduated from, with the first class. In my department, this is the foundation of my school, I opened the door in my department. And I see God in many ways. That's why some of you, your parent, could be able to, even to gather some money to bring you here. My parent cannot. So because of what God did to my brain, I used to say he did a surgery. Since then, things have started changing. I was given scholarship. My undergraduate threw out by shell. I wrote an exam. I got it. My MSC, my state government, we went for an interview. I got scholarship from my state government for my MSC. My PhD, Near York University paid it full. And then they also in the process also, I never dreamt, I never thought of anywhere called Israel. God opened a door again for me to go to Israel. spend one day, one year there doing research with the best of the people in the world. People I have never imagined I will ever meet. Opening doors. Wrote papers with some of the best scientists in the world. What I'm trying to tell you, that you are not an unbeliever. You are not. Be grateful. God is involved in your life. Whether you know it or you don't know it. Don't be an ingrate. So in as much that we teach you scriptures. There's some last conclusion I have to make here. Let me read what I have wrote here. One, that error is not necessarily outright lie. That error in the word of God is not outrightly lie, it might be an exaggeration of a truth. Or sometimes one truth put at the expense of another truth. That's one. Therefore, overemphasizing a truth beyond how the Bible emphasizes it. Can be dangerous for God's purpose. So, overemphasizing a truth, and this is what has been the church. In that, yes, the natural is not the, the, the dominant thing that the scripture has talked about. Sometimes some churches made it as if Christ came only for us to have cars,
2: this thing and that. You understand you know what I'm saying?
0: Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.